Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. February 28th, 2019, the Farewell to February edition. First up, an article in the San Francisco Chronicle where it reports that former BioRad General Counsel Sanford Walder, who had sued successfully at trial court for acting as a whistleblower and being dismissed in retaliation for what he believed to be reasonably believed to be illegal conduct, had almost all of his jury uh, jury verdict uh, upheld by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. This is certainly a a very big win for the whistleblowing practice, whistleblowing attorneys, and for whistleblowers. The uh, court had, uh, or rather the uh, company had claimed that he was terminated for cause, and the jury clearly did not believe that. Next up, uh, another article from the San Francisco Chronicle, and this time on our friend Elon Musk. As a federal judge has ordered Tesla Chief Musk to explain why, uh, by March 11th, he should not be held in contempt of court for what the SEC Commission described as a violation of his settlement deal uh, last year from his ill-informed, or at least certainly uh, ill-advised tweet. That settlement uh, with the SEC provided that the company approve any potential market-moving communications to the public before he posts them. And this, of course, deals with his February 19th, 2019 tweet that tells Tesla would make around 500,000 cars uh, this year, which he later followed up and said that was annualized. Um, this is one of the stories that follows the departure of the general counsel after only two months. Next up, a story in Reuters that the Brazilian uh, company Odebrecht, which has uh, one of the world's largest anti-corruption fines or corruption fines, used shell companies in the Netherlands uh, to distribute over $100 million in bribes. There was a huge raid across the Netherlands uh, by the police and investigators uh, looking into how these bribes were paid who they were paid to, and what the Netherlands connection was uh, to all this. So this is certainly an interesting development in the Odebrecht case, and it turns out this case may have a lot more legs than previously noted. And finally, from uh, Sam Rubenfeld over at the Wall Street Journal Risk and Compliance Journal, a report that the U.S. is sending back to Kazakhstan $6 million in assets stolen from the Kazaghi government by the country's former leader and his family. Uh, this was a joint announcement by both uh, Kazakhstan and the United States. So when you can return monies that have been stolen from the government, uh, that's certainly a very positive step in the international fight against bribery and corruption. Hopefully we can see more of this as the U.S. is able to obtain stolen funds. I am back from London, and I hope you enjoyed last week's stories where I took a look at compliance, ethics, and corruption from the U.K. press perspective. This is Tom Fox. If you have any ideas for the daily compliance news, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I'd love to hear from you. As you may know, we've had several new offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network. One of those includes Popcorn and Compliance, where Jay Rosen and I take a look at compliance through the lens of movies, both current, contemporary movies, and classic movies. 
also premiering in December. And finally, Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine have premiered their new podcast, Great Women on Compliance. I hope you will check that out. It's a great podcast series. We have several other offerings that are in production that will go live hopefully in Q1 of 2019. I hope you will check back to see the offerings on this Compliance Podcast Network.